I'm all out of love. I'm so lost without you. I know you were right, believing for so long. Dope song. What's it called? Gwen used me for her story, then married an asswipe and ran over my heart with a big metaphorical truck. Originally performed by Air Supply. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the pop culture. I want my MTV. I want my MTV. The lingo. 30 inches of thigh slapping, blood pumping, nuclear brain damage. And the love. Casey, could you please play... Waiting for a girl like you. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, our interview with Russell Hitchcock from Air Supply. Who's Air Supply? How old are you, Sally? With me as always, because he's all out of love, but I'd be so lost without him, Sean Daly. Ah, come here, you big lug. You're every woman in the world to me. (laughs) Lost in love and I don't know how much spears it. Take that, Finland. (laughs) Woo! Air Supply. (laughs) I uh, I'm excited about Air Supply. I, I'm, we're we're both kind of bubbly because we just got off the. We phone. We had a great great talk. You're about to hear a great interview with Russell Hitchcock. And Air Supply is He's the not... guy who looked like Conway Twitty in the group. Yeah, he was the dark haired guy and a little bit like Dudley Moore too. Yeah, yeah. I thought your Arthur question was a little <laughs> off balance though. I think he was a little stunned. <laughs> so were you really drunk in Arthur? <laughs> what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> All right, next question. Uh... Air Supply is a band that we've. Uh, I don't want to say we've mocked them on the show before. You've mocked them. No, I have celebrated their genius. I, I love Air Supply. And it's no secret that who borrows your Air Supply CD more than me? No, nobody. <laughs> nobody. Nobody. And, um, nobody at all. But, <laughs> but they are guilty pleasure of the 80s. Here's my thing. And I asked Russell about this, as you're about to hear. You know, I, I, you know soft hits of the 70s and 80s. That's you know, your bread and butter. It's like a drug to me. I roll up my windows and... Uh, you know, I tap in. And so I want, I asked him at one point, you know, how come back in the 70s and 80s, even the 60s, you weren't, people weren't afraid to, like, cut open a vein and be so blatantly emotional, you know, some might say sappy, as opposed to today where it's all very synthetic. Yeah. And, and I think he has a great answer. The, um, you, knew, you would never hear a band like Air Supply writing a song like Master and Servant. No. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, interesting. Uh, so Air Supply is coming uh, on, on August 21st to the Ritz Ebor in Tampa. Yep. And a young man by the name of Stephen Q. Spears is going to be attending that show yep. with a young lass, I presume. Yep. This is true. What are you, what are you getting all uh, shy about? I, You'll have to give her a name or make up some stupid new nickname. But is this is there potential in this one, my friend? I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that air supply gives everybody potential. The thing is, I'm kind of like the leader here, kind of like the king of the dipshits. Well, that's pretty cool. Fair well, enough. As you're about to hear, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Russell Hitchcock is hooking our boy up too, <laughs> isn't he? He is. So why don't we kick into it? We'll talk maybe about your your new girlfriend. Is she your girlfriend yet? She's not a girlfriend yet. All right. You know, listen, I'm a hard interview. Baby, I'm like the Mike Wallace is stuck in the 80s. You can't wriggle off my hook. 
<laughs> we'll see about that. But first, that. the gentle refrains of Air Supply. Russell, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Hey, this is Sean Daly. I'm the music critic at the St. Pete Times. How are you? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? I'm excellent. I have with me uh, Steve Spears, the king of 80s music, and an editor here at the paper, too. We're very excited to talk to you today. Well, I appreciate your call. You will be here on August 21st at the Ritz Ebor in uh, downtown Tampa. When's the last time you were in Tampa? You know, I really, I've got the worst memory of anybody in the band, so I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you. We've been, uh, you know, done dates in Fort Lauderdale, and I don't remember the last time we played in Miami. So certainly, Tampa is. Uh, it's going to be uh, quite a thrill for us to come back again. So the Airheads are going to be very excited to have you here. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, hey, uh, Russell, I've always wanted to ask you: um, How often do you have people approach you and say either they were conceived to air supply music, or their children were conceived to air supply music? Well, you know, uh, let, let me put it this way. I'd like to have a dollar for every time that happened, and we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> because I'd be in Monaco or somewhere like that, you know. I, Russell, I don't want to put any pressure on you, but um, I'm actually taking a date to see the Air Supply show here in Tampa. And um, she's a huge Air Supply fan, just like myself. But she uh -huh. told me last night that if she doesn't get to hear either Chances or Goodbye, that the date is going to end very badly for me. Oh, you're in good shape. Oh, yes. ah, look at that. Look, he's beaming. Oh, this that's is nice. What then shall I say? Don't you be too long. Something has gone wrong. The chances are all gone. Spears might finally get some action. That's good. Good for <laughs> you, Steve. Is it, hard to, is it hard to basically take... 30 years of material and you know i mean you want to be contemporary but you you want to do deep album cuts but you got to play the hits i mean it's got to be a, a juggling match to get it all in there well you know what the problem is with the stuff that's you know current obviously because i mean we're fortunate enough to have um you know have had a lot of success uh, and play a lot of songs that people know so you know i think we play for an hour 40 so maybe an hour hour 10 of that is songs that people are familiar with um and obviously we can't we can't leave out songs like Lost in Love or Sweet Dreams or Making Love Out of Nothing at All or Here I Am um, because, you know, there would be trouble in the house. But, um, you know, we've, we're actually hopefully releasing our, our most recent uh, recordings in October. Um, we have a new CD coming out called Mumbo Jumbo, and that's our 25th uh, studio CD, which not a lot of people realize. So, 25? You know, wow. As you said, it's impossible to... Uh, to put every song that you want to play in the show because, you know, it would, it would be there for three or four days. But, uh, you know, we're very proud of the show. Uh, we, we, we certainly have, um, you know, one of the best shows I've seen, and I'm, I'm, that's about the only thing I'll brag about is that it's a great show. A um, couple of surprises for people that haven't seen us before. Um, some, like I said, the current material off the, the forthcoming project, but uh, all the songs that people, you know, want to hear, they're going to hear, that's for sure. Hey, 
so in the, we're big 80s uh, uh, aficionados and appreciators here, Steve and I. And so in the 80s, especially in the early 80s, you had Air Supply. You had guys like James Ingram. You had uh, Jeffrey Osborne. You had a lot of these bands who were great balladeers and weren't afraid to kind of uh, cut open a vein and let it all hang out. Whereas today it seems like um, people are more jaded. What was it about that time that you guys uh, thrived in where people could be honest as opposed to now? Yeah, well, you know, I, I think, I mean, even going back before that, you know, um, I was a teenager in the 60s. I went to see the Beatles on my 15th birthday in Australia. Wow. Um, that period of time, the late 60s through the, you know, probably through the early 80s, I mean, everything seemed to be optimistic. Everybody was friendly. Everybody was open. Um, you know, it was just a great, you know, 20 years there. Um, and then, you know, in the mid-80s, I think, uh, the music business certainly turned from uh, the, the emphasis on music to the emphasis on business. Um, and you found a lot of uh, recording companies, their, their top executives weren't creative people anymore. They were either, you know, uh, from a financial background or they were lawyers. So I think it lost a lot of its heart then. And, and I think that's just continued. Plus, you know, I mean, these days, um, you know, the world obviously isn't in such a great space. Uh, you know, violence everywhere. The economies worldwide are, you know, screwed. There's a lot of pessimism, um, and I think one of the reasons why we've, you know, continued to to perform at a high level and have the career we've had is because we do give a respite to that if people want to come and see the show or, or put an air supply recording on. It's not gloom and doom. It's it's positive. It's romantic. It's you know, it's uh, I don't know, uplifting. I think to a lot of people. Yeah, it must be nice for you that you guys are incredibly novel again. Right. I mean, really, I mean, this is the kind of music that, you know, again, like you said, it's, uh, you know, it thrived back then. But we've been so jaded, not just as a record company, but as, as a, you know, a world. And now yeah. people need this stuff again. Yeah. That must feel great. Well, you know, it is. And, and um, I mean, but the, the thing is, it's I mean, everything is in cycles. It always has been, you know, people a few years ago were wearing clothes that I wore in the 70s, you know, and thinking that it was original. But it's, I mean, there's nothing out there that's original. Um, and and every and things that are good will come around, you know. Their time will come again and again and again. And we've had probably three or four careers in the last thirty-five years. But uh, you know, we're very proud of the fact that we're still here, we're still standing, we're still doing it well, and and we have you know millions of fans all over the world. Um, you, you mentioned seeing the Beatles, and I know the Beatles are one of your favorite bands, but you were also yes. also said somewhere that ACDC was one of your favorite bands, and that you once opened for them in your uh, native country of uh, Australia. Is that true? Yeah, well, in those days, uh, you know, the, the music in Australia was predominantly rock and roll, um, and because the venues were limited, uh, you know, you'd find yourself, I mean, we did shows with Midnight Oil, uh, uh, and some bands that you know you might not be familiar with, but you know, even back then, this this optimism that was 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 abound. Uh, we stayed in the same hotel in Melbourne once, and I remember going to the laundry in the hotel to do some you know wash at the end of the day, and Bon Scott was in there. Um, Excellent. 
So we, you know, he was pressing his jeans and we just, <laughs> you know, shot this proverbial for, you know, half an hour or so. And it, and it didn't matter what kind of music you played then because we were all just happy to be able to, to play music and to be on the road and, and earn, you know, a basic living doing it. Um, there was no competition. There was no animosity from one form of music to another then. Um, you know, and that's another thing that's kind of crept into the business if you, if you don't like... If you like this band, you can't like Air Supply, or you can't even mention that you like Air Supply because they're too uncool and fluffy and, you know, whatever we've been accused of. But, um, you know, certainly Australia was a great place in, in those days and uh, it really nurtured and, and helped, you know, all the bands that you've heard of since uh, then, you know, become successful. You know, we have a lot of uh, listeners and fans who who listen to our podcast from Australia and one of the phrases they keep talking about when they talk about music in the early 80s is something called pub rock. And right. I don't I've never been able to kind of wrap my head around what it was, but maybe you can help us explain help explain kind of what is pub rock. Well, it was just it was it was, it was exactly what it sounds like. I mean, it, there was there's a million pubs in every city in Australia. And no matter how small they were, uh there would be a stage of some description in the corner and that's where, you know, a lot of these a lot of the acts got their you know, start. They would do a, a you know, a, a kind of a circuit of pubs all over the place. Um, you know, play every night, get good at what you were doing pretty quickly. Uh, you know, just play and play and play. And I think that's what uh, kind of gave birth to, you know, actually bands like ACDC and Midnight Oil. And we didn't do that so much because we, we had recording success before we we ever played a show anywhere, so it was a little different for us. But uh, it was a very thriving scene, and you could go and see great bands, uh, you know, for the price of a beer. You know, it was great. Now you hear, um, there's, I've been listening to a lot of Australian rock from the 80s lately, and like Hoodoo Gurus and Midnight Oil and right. some of the other really great bands. And there's, a, there's almost a sound that, you, that is distinctive with Australian bands. And I think a lot of people and, and, you know, who don't know Air Supply real well kind of be surprised that you guys you know came from there there's not i don't detect that same australian sound it's more of a uh, i don't want to say a north american sound but it's different yeah well it is you know and i know, I know what you mean with the you know with the with the other acts and stuff that you're talking about but we uh you know we we released uh two albums in in australia before we we came to the u.s and when <coughs> excuse me when we came here uh to record lost in love it was kind of Americanized, if you wish. Um, you know, there were background vocals put on it that we didn't uh, necessarily think that was that was the best thing for the recording. Obviously, when it you know became a big hit all over the world, we thought it was the greatest thing that ever happened. <laughs> but uh, it was actually kind of remixed and and uh, I guess augmented by um, uh, the the uh, American producer over here. So that's probably why it doesn't sound like uh, you know like some of the other stuff you've heard. All right, Russell, you know this question is coming. Um, the the final note on All Out of Love, you hold it for 20 seconds. Right. Uh, an epic record uh, record uh, amount of time. How are you holding these days? You still, Can you still uh, do the 20 seconds? Well, it's probably about 15 or 16 now. That's <laughs> still pretty good. That's still better than anybody else. Not bad for an old guy. That's Not for sure. bad for an old guy. Yeah, do you ever look at uh, Graham and say, geez, thanks a lot for writing me all these high parts? <laughs> No, you know, we, we uh I mean, it's just obvious that the songs, you know, they're they're just so incredibly special to both of us because they're responsible for 
for a career and um, you know we love singing them and we keep doing them we do them we do them very well as you'll see when we come to town so I couldn't be uh, happier about you know material to sing or a career or, or someone to work with than, uh, than Graham and Air Supply that's for sure Steve, I want you to time Russell when he starts singing that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be all over my date because she's going to be so happy because <laughs> right. they played either Chances or Goodbye. So I'm, I'm, I'm all set. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about the uh, Mumbo Jumbo album. What, what kind of sound can we expect to hear? What will the songs be about? Well, I think it's probably, uh, it's actually a, uh, uh, you know, probably our first uh, concept kind of thing. It's, a, it's about a, a, a man on his journey to find, you know, life. I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, there's a whole bunch. There's there's like the the uh, the textbook air supply um, ballads on there. There's rock and roll. There's kind of dancey things. Um, you know, Graham's. We've been working on it for years, years and years. Um, and I think that you'll be very pleased with it and very excited with it. It's got some great tunes. In fact, we're playing some of the. I think we're playing three or four songs from the the new project in the show uh, when we come to town, so you'll get to hear a few of them. Well, we're really looking forward to the new songs. I can't wait to see you live. Um, and remember, you promised either chances or goodbye, right? <laughs> you got, I got you, dude. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Russell, thanks so much. My pleasure. You guys are great, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you there. And if you can get if you can get backstage, um, ask our tour manager's name is... Yeah, because yeah, so, you know, if you want to bring your girlfriend back, say hi. Oh, you are my friend forever, Sealing Russell. Sealing the deal, Russell. Hey, thank <laughs> you, my friend. Good luck. You're welcome. Thanks for your time, guys. Have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye. There's no other way than to say. So there you go, the great Russell Hitchcock from Air Supply hooking my boy Spearsy up with a backstage access. If you don't get laid after that, my friend, you <laughs> no. got big problems. No, 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 no. Taking things slow. Life is sometimes just like an Air Supply song. Oh, Lord. Has to play out just the way it's supposed to play out. So basically, is everyone else off the market now? I mean, is no, it no, just you? It's just life is simple in Spears' world these days. <laughs> You know the lair. Not like the Michigas. The lair is more like a campground. Really? It's doesn't make well, any if sense, you could, does it? If you could rate, is it like a G-rated lair now? It's no longer X. It might be months before we're actually able to enjoy going out with someone new, and maybe longer before we're actually able to go to bed with someone new. Oh, I went to bed with it. I live there by myself. If there's anything going on, it's it's definitely late night skin. Well, I know uh, I know a little bit more about this than, of course, I'm letting on. But I'm happy for you because this is what I wanted. I wanted you to get rid of all the, 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 the dead weight and all the, the reruns and retreads of before. Yeah. I want you to go out there, a new Spearsy, and have new adventures with new young ladies. And you're doing that. Yeah. And three, I wanted you to uh, regrow a mustache. <laughs> and, uh, you're not doing that, but we'll get around to that. Yeah. I'm happy for you, really. I, I wanted you to get out of your rut, and you're doing that. I feel rutless. <laughs> you are without rut. Sans rut, as the French might yes. say. And now Russell Hitchcock of Air Supply is about to put you up and over, my friend. 
He's a good man. He's a good mate. It's gonna be a good show. I think um, people who haven't checked him out in a long time, go. I mean, do yourself a favor. Go to iTunes, download a couple select tunes. Do you want me to sing some of the songs that people might for, uh, have yeah. forgotten? Cause you're every woman in the world to me, Kathy was. How's uh, the? Oh, here I am, the one that you love. Stephanie Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got all out of love, uh, lost in love, making love out of nothing at all. Here I am. Wait, did I already sing that one? I already saw that one. It's just a new one called Here I Am. So, oh. Even the nights are better with Sean Daly. All right, that's it. But look at that. People are like, I didn't know that they performed that great rock ditty. You know what's really sad, though? Ch- Chances and Goodbye, which are the two songs that the date wants to hear. Um, I got you covered, mate. How cool was that? Spe- technically speaking, they're depressing songs. You know, you think of Air Supply's all love songs. These are like breakup songs. And your new lady friend wanted to hear these yeah, depressing she said, ones. Oh, she's like oh, us. Oh, she's a bag of snakes, dude. Abort mission. <laughs> Forget everything I said. Forget everything I said. Let's just launch the Seggies. How about Seggies! that? Seggies! Ah, yes. The mystical refrain that is reader mailbag. Sean Daly. I have a new favorite listener. Who is it? The Fat Man. He sent you a note to yeah, Brian, like a.k.a. The Fat Man. And he's a truck driver in Washington State. You know who else lives in Washington State? Who? Carol Jansen. Whoa, like, what's that? New theme song. <laughs> Carol Jansen gets a new theme song. Yeah. That's cool. You got to be very special to get your own theme. Natalie Diffenball. Drink, drink. And now Carol Jansen. It's nice. a musical smorgasbord today. Yeah, we love it. Anyway, today's letter is from the Fat Man. And it goes a little something like this. By the way, the Fat Man is also a huge Stephanie Hayes fan. Which I, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, hey, Steve, Sean, and hopefully new female co-host. But what do you mean? He really means Stephanie Hayes. I've been listening to the podcast for about two months now. After I found the show and listened to a few episodes, I told my wife that it has no redeeming qualities at all. Yet, I like it, and I think you should try it. She was unimpressed. I'm a truck driver in Washington State, and I listen to about 15 podcasts a week, and yours is my favorite. I began, oh, geez, here we go. I began at Steve's devastating breakup episode. Uh, Here we we just had such uplift, and now, but that's okay. I'm with the fat man on this. I began at Steve's devastating breakup episode, and I'm working my way back. I have made it into the 70s now. Firstly, on VEGF, oh, geez, Vegas ex-girlfriend, I didn't like her at all. And won't listen to any episodes in which she appears. I don't like her voice or her condescending attitude towards Steve. So from me, good day, ma'am. How about that from the fat man? Yeah, now I'm liking the fat man. Love the fat man. He's good. Uh, As for the show, Steve, you are clearly more invested in the 80s than I ever was. It is both cool and disturbing that you know so much minutiae about bands like AHA or the Dead Kennedys. I had a terrible life in the 80s. I was uncool in all the important ways. Fat, smelly, and with a bad dress sense. I lived in New Jersey, not far from NYC, and was aware of New York punk, British, New Wave, and everything else going on, but I was a part of none of it. 
All right, so the the fat man had a tough upbringing. He's, he's got a soul. <clears throat> it's a sad one. I guess I only went my own lonely, friendless way. I really hope you feel be- better about your childhood now, Steve. All right, very nice. Sean, I feel more like you in approach. I like the 80s and listen to the 80s channel on XM Radio a lot, but the world did move on. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, come on. I love the fat man. All right, keep up the great work, and I do hope you can convince some lovely but unsuspecting lady into your lair in the near future. Because what kind of woman would go there willingly? Yours, Brian, a.k.a. the fat man. Nice. That's his handle. That's fine. If you happen to own a CB radio in uh, Washington State, right? Right. Dial up the fat man. I'm not sure how that works. I'm not very manly. I've never driven a truck. But say, hey, fat man. Sean Daly loves you, baby. What are you looking at me for? Are you okay with all that? Uh, you know what gets me? Are you are you upset that he called Vegas ex girlfriend a tranny? No, oh, wait, that was me. <laughs> that was you. That. Sorry. The, uh, no, I always get mad when people think that that you know, you're not stuck in the '80s, but I'm hopelessly stuck in the '80s. Am yeah, I that people, bad? But people love that about you. You have this subset of listeners who love that about you that you're stuck with them. I love the '80s too. I'm just very well rounded. I'm a much more interesting man. But don't know, but people love that about you. Don't worry about it. Do you yeah. think VGF was condescending to you? I never thought about it before. I don't know. I don't know. I think that was just kind of her tone. Hello, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to go to the beach with me? Let me just tuck this into my Speedo. We can leave. <laughs> oh, God. If you can top that letter or Sean's uh, remarks... Email us at stuckinies at tampa.com or friend us on Facebook. Sean's there as S E A N D A L Y. That's right. And I'm there as Steve Spears. <laughs> or Twitter. Twitter. I don't do Twitter, but Stuck in the 80s has a very yeah. big Twitter following. About a thousand people. It's nice. That's great. I'm really down on that. If I'm updating my 80s stuff or whatever, I do it on my Facebook. Yeah. Aren't you more into Facebook than Twitter? Even though you still. I do both. You do both? Yep. It's because I'm more well-rounded. I have more things to do. Yeah. You have all the extra time. That's true. Me in the lair. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Hey, it's a segment where I play a clip of a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, um, we, we have movie posters, basically. That Who do we'll, you have signed the stuff now that we don't sit next to each other? I'm getting John Fleming. The, the <laughs> Persol. Pers- Persol's uh, oh, Persona man. Non Grata. I hate Persol now. <laughs> Good for him. You know what? As From one critic to another, it's kind of our job to rabble rouse. Yeah, Not he, that I agreed with him. Persol, you. for those who aren't following the uh, ongoing drama on the blog, Steve Persol is the film critic here. And you know he's on the show from time to time. We love him. And he's like a brother to me and, and he Sean. he gets fan mail to the show, too. Oh, People my God, yes. Yeah. But uh, when John Hughes died last week, he wrote one of the most scathing... Uh, you can't call it an obituary. What would you call it? Like a analysis of John Hughes's career, basically saying the guy didn't give nearly as didn't care nearly about uh, as much about us as we did about him, and that he was a hack in his career and all this kind of stuff, and that Ferris Bueller is a fraud and all this crazy stuff. <laughs> and um, but you know what? I, I mean, I'm kind of split a little bit because what? one, I think that oh, you, you know how I feel about John Hughes. I feel strongly like you about him. Yeah. At the same time, Persol has a right to do that. Of course, Listen, he does. I get hate mail every day, and you know that. Yeah. When I, you know, uh, it's my job here to write about whatever, whether it's you know Hannah Montana or Green Day. However, 
I love Persal. He was rabble rousing. Of course. A bit. He was trying to get reaction. And not only did he get reaction, he got equally, you know, vitriolic right. response back. Very much so. You know, but whatever. So, but in the meantime, he's going to sign all the mini posters because <laughs> you're never at your desk. Well, which we is don't now, sit I'm, I, I moved far away. I, I don't even see you anymore. You called you me don't Larry the, the other day. Hey, Larry. No, it's Sean, your co host. Yeah, whatever. Have you seen Persal? <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention. Here was last week's mystery clip. But you know, nothing's more important to a teenage boy than his grandparents. Yes, that's Weird Science, one of our favorites by Mr. Hughes, who was today, August 12th, 2009, uh, buried. Was he? Today was the funeral in Lake Forest, Illinois, outside Chicago. He was buried in his, uh, yeah, that's nice, that's appropriate. Yeah, um, in attendance, Matthew Broderick, um, Ben Stein, and Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, did he ever do anything with Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn, Vaughn actually met with uh, John Hughes within the last couple of years. He had sort of like a sit-down with him and just you know shot the shit. Well, he's our age, so he yeah. was probably influenced. Right, uh, right. I wonder, no Molly Ringwald sighting at his funeral? Molly Ring- No, Molly Ringwald wrote a really nice um, op-ed piece for the New York Times talking about her reaction to his death and what she did afterwards. She called uh, Anthony Michael Hall, and they had a long conversation um, excerpts of it I put on my blog. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, it's. Uh, Do you it's link a... to the whole article yep, too? Yep, cool. Yep. I'll check that out. You want to read the winners? Yes, yes. Very somber all of a sudden, but that's okay. We are going to come back. We are planning to do a John g- g- Hughes show. Give us, g- yeah, we are going to do a John Hughes show. We just we need more time. We all need more time to kind of wrap our heads around right. what happened. I don't need you crying on another friggin' podcast. In the meantime, either. Sean is going <laughs> to lighten the mood by giving us last week's great sound effect. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Anyway, this week's winners are David in Tampa, Ian from Baltimore, Mr. Big W, the anti-Timo, F. Helsinki. Oh, I didn't even see that until now. Excellent. Thank you, Mr. Big W. Paul Reese, the man known only as Rowan, Rick in Houston, Bill Munoz, Tim Whitney of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Jason from Wisconsin, Denise in Waco, Brad in L.A. I love Brad in L.A. Don't we all? Dan Vey, Michael Hyland from Staten Island, Michael Berg, brother of Carol Jansen. I can't get enough of that. She's going to love that. By the way, can I stop things for a second? Sure. The man known only as Rowan mm-hmm. wants to shorten his name now to just Rowan. What? Really? I'm not in favor of that. That's kind of like Prince, like flip-flopping. The you artist know, known, known yeah, formally as Prince. Go back. You know what, Rowan? You get it one way. I think we stay with uh, the man known only yeah. as Rowan. I think we control that now. I think we've trademarked it. Yeah. Like he doesn't own his own name anymore. Like We own his likeness. We have shirts, name. everything. The ones that say <laughs> on the front, the man known only as Rowan. On the back, why not Mexico? <laughs> it didn't catch on well, like we thought we would. It's a couple people, why not Mexico? Yeah, not as many. Yeah, that's right. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. I am your servant. Ah. But the servant waits while the master baits. If you know it, email us at stuckinese at tampabay.com and then tune in next week to find out if you are indeed a wiener. Ah, yes, that can only mean name that 80s tune time. Signature event here on the podcast. I will play a snippet of a song from the 80s, and if you can get it right, uh, we still have Funyuns. We still have movie posters. We have, um, what else? Else we have I, I probably have a ton of crap in the mail. I'll yeah. dig through. We have at least five or six more Rod I, Stewart know, CDs. You know what? I was going to offer up my Air Supply Greatest no. Hits, but now I'm going to keep it close to my heart. Actually, I, I should give it to you. Yeah, you should. And you can give it to your <gasps> new lady. You know what I could do? If I get Russell to sign it 
and then <gasps> sign it to my date. Oh my, that's the most amazing thing ever! You brilliant <laughs> son of a bitch! What was Do last you, week's eighties tune? I gotta ask one more question about Air Supply. Do you think they have concert T-shirts? Do you think they have? Yeah, like, I guarantee it. Like like the old fashioned kind, the jersey kind. Yeah, you might have to sew a couple together to get around your girth. Nice. <laughs> Are you gonna get one? Maybe. You'll never wear it. That, yeah, you're right. You'll never wear it. I've never seen you in your Van Halen one. Your crappy Van Halen. I have an Asian one. Tea. I have an Asian one. I don't even wear. I know. I wear more of mine than you wear of yours. That's true. Yeah. Okay. What was last week's '80s tune? Pay attention. Here it comes. At Street of Dreams by Rainbow. You know, you know, it's actually kind of ironic. Dumb grin on your face the all girl, of a sudden. The girl, okay, I mean, I'm going to drop it. After Are you this. in love with this no, girl? No, no, no. I, I'm going to drop it after this. But um, the day fair spot, she's the one who picked the song. I, I let her pick the song for this week. And wow. I ha- so now she's yokoing the show. No, she's no, no. Dictating. She's, uh-uh, I've got an idea. Uh, let me. Here's a good question. Does she talk like this? Hello, Steve. <laughs> no. Is my Adam's apple extremely <laughs> prominent? <laughs> No, I have an idea though. Oh my god, you're going to crate. No, no, when you fall for someone, no, you no, just lose no, all no, your is, shit. That's not true. This isn't this is not what this is about. I have this idea though. I think cuz I mean, I have a hard time sometimes I you know, I go brain dead when I'm trying to pick some of these name the 80s tunes cuz we've we've done like 170 billion shows now. And sometimes I forget, you know, really great songs that we should honor. So my thinking is every week if you're if you I will pick someone among the winners to name to pick the song for next week's I like challenge. That. I like that. So I like that, Steve. <laughs> Could you shave your? <laughs> Could you shave my back for me? <laughs> name this week's winners, dude. Uh, we had Paul Schultz, Eric Hernandez, Stort Millar, Thomas Brewster of Falls Mills, Virginia, and Cole Stubing. Congratulations! You've won. Name that '80s tune. I like that name, Cole Stubing. Have we said that one before? I don't think so. Will you stop smiling at I'm me? Not, what's wrong? Really? Are you even wearing pants in there? Really? You got this weird, Jeez. like lascivious grin on your face. No, not true. All right, play this week's. Yes, here we go. Pay attention. This the show is falling apart. It's all falling apart because the whole tranny. Because you're in thing. love. I'm not in love. What, the tranny thing. <laughs> Just play the song, Song Steve. (laughs) Here's this week's mystery tune. Okay, Daly. I have no idea. I have no idea. (laughs) If you know it, email us at stuckinadies.tempe.com and you too can be a tranny. Oh, I get chills every time I hear the theme song to my segment that I invented on my own. Yeah, but you know what? Q&A with S&S looks a lot better like Q-N-A-S-N-S than P-P-T-M-N. Yeah, so in this week's P-P-T-M-N, I don't know. It's bad. The music rocks, though. Please, please, tell me now. 
We have three questions this week. As always. Okay, first question. Ready? This one's for Sean. Yes. This one's from Stan Samuels. Stan Samuels. Yes. Sean, how many kids do you actually have? I think I've heard you mention three names. Yes. I have 18 children (laughs) with 17 different moms. No, I have two daughters, Kid Lulu and Mai Mai. And uh, Kid Lulu's five years old. And Mai Mai is 18 months, and they're hilarious. Uh, they, uh, Mai Mai looks just like me. You've met my children. Yeah. Are they, my children are cute, right? Of course they are. You know, and they're like, Mai Mai's like 187 pounds at 18 months, and she eats everything, and she's really fun. We, um, the Forever Fiance and I, are totally dysfunctional. We had, we've been going out for like 17 years, still not married. Steve yells at me all the time about this. But uh, we had a little scare. <laughs> the other what? day with almost baby number three. No. Yes. I didn't know about this. And so the FF wants me to go to a doctor and have my genitals lasered. Now, let me tell you something about me, you know? I'm the kind of guy who believes that the only man who should have a laser by his balls <laughs> is James Bond when he's, like, fighting Dr. No. Can I stop you for a second? <laughs> yeah, sure. Are you sure she didn't want you to go and just have, like, the hair removed from your balls? <laughs> Come on, we know the Daily Man can't generate hair. I'm like a porpoise. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so I have two beautiful daughters, uh, possibly three, you know, so, but uh, yeah. So are you going to do it? Uh, I, honestly, I'm a little uncomfortable now, you know? I don't know. Maybe I should ask VGF and see how it <laughs> went for her. <laughs> uh, Sorry, that's my last VGF is a tranny okay, joke. That's not, even, it's not even nice. It's not fair. Okay. It's fair, but it's just not nice. <laughs> uh, uh, but thank you, Stan Samuels, for asking about my family. I have a very beautiful family. I'm very, very fortunate. Question number two. Oh, this is a good one. This is from Crash in Long Beach. We love Crash. You mentioned that Steve was in a band called Epic Trash. I'm sure you have mentioned that before, but I guess I never thought about Steve up on stage with his mustache. I bet the chicks dug it. My question is, what instrument did Steve play... And will we ever hear an epic trash song on the podcast? There you go. Okay, there's a lot of answers to this question. One is um, I played the drums. Um, I, I guess I played keyboards for a while too, but but mainly the drums. And um, I did have the stash for the first year of Epic Trash. Did you? Yeah. <gasps> it was Best shaved trash. off. It was shaved off in a, a, a special ceremony outside my parents' house by our backup singers that we called the Leather Pets. Are you saying you're making no, this up? No, no, I have photos. I can prove this. Were they hot? Yes. So we did, had these did two. Did you sleep with anyone? No. Did you try to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the. Um, Do drummers get laid? They don't. Yeah. Unless you're Neil Pert. <laughs> you're no, probably not drummers, getting any time. Drummers don't do that badly for themselves, trust me. But um, they came over one night, and my family was just finishing dinner, and they're like, the time has come for your stash, Spearsy. Although then I wasn't called Spearsy. Yeah. But literally, they um, they shaved my stash, and then they like shaved the sides of my head, so I had some sort of new wave punkish haircut. It was awful. Oh. I had to go the next day like the Fantastic Sam's, and you know, have, and they're like, <laughs> "What the hell happened to you?" I'm like, "Fix it." Yeah. But um, no, yeah, it was fun. And will we ever hear a song on the podcast? I'm trying to find one. It's all on cassette, right? Really? Now. Yeah, there are some stuff. There's some, is there's, there going to be a digital transfer at some point, oh, and like great. a deluxe edition of Epic Trash? Yeah, Did we, you guys ever release an album? Or we appear on two different albums. Um, 
compilation albums. They were real big back then, you know, where you'd have like, uh, there were a couple albums that came out of uh, just bands from Tampa. And I think we were on like, we, I think we have two tracks on it. What was your big hit called? <sighs> Truth and Advertising. Truth and Advertising. Yeah. And Michael Jackson's Zoo was the other one. Those were the ooh, two. Those were the ooh, two big really? ones that got on, on the uh, album. Michael Jackson's Zoo. If you Google those, was it disrespectful to MJ to the King of Pop? No, nah, I was just kind of, not really. Yeah, disrespectful to his animals in his zoo. Did you um, write a lot of the music? Um, we co-wrote some stuff, but you know, it was it, it was all like. You're a little called, shifty here with your epic trash history. It's, it's been a long time. It was goo, we called it Goof Rock back then. Yeah. Um, another band that was a lot like us was um, Young Fresh Fellows up in Seattle. Oh, yeah. They were a lot like us in the sense that it was just it was Goof Rock. But they were pretty popular. Yeah, we weren't. <laughs> well, that's good. All right, if I'm Crash in Long Beach, I'm somewhat, you know, sated by that answer. What do we, what do, we do? You have to. You got to find some epic. Trash I will. So I will. I'll try. So uh, next week's uh, PPTMZ17. Maybe. Maybe we can play a snippet of Epic Trash I'll, if I can find it. Okay, it exists. I know it does. All right. Uh, oh, the last question is from uh, Basil Parlette. Basil rhymes <sighs> with Razel or Dazel. While I am firmly stuck in the 80s, I have older siblings who are envious of my weekly devotion to your show. Unfortunately, they are stuck in the 70s as they approach retirement. Now that they finally have iPods and will never understand the Breakfast Club, they need a place to go. You and that other guy are so worldly, well, maybe not in Finland, and wise that you must know of a podcast of similar content for the previous decade. So please, please tell me now... Is there a stuck in the 70s equivalent out there? Mr. Spears, do you know? You know, I feel really bad about this. I, I, I spent all day looking for one. Did you really? And there, there's some stuff out there. There's some podcasts that cover the 70s, but I couldn't find one. But here's, but here's what I do now. I throw it to the listeners because surely one of those people out there, one of you fine fans, must know of a 70s podcast. All and, right, so we're asking the fans. Yeah, to- help us out. And we'll announce uh, next week's yeah, uh, uh, segment, uh, right. all the stuff. I, you know, I kind of like that. We did one show. Episode number 80 is, is, it actually, really? is actually about the 70s. Yeah. Ah, so clever. I didn't That's realize one of my the favorite shows. The Go time, back and listen to that one. That is a great I'm show. I'm a huge 70s guy. And you are, too. I mean. Oh, yeah. The movies, especially. You know, and the music is yeah, great of course. and stuff like that. Um, but I'd like to know. I really do love that episode, though. You really got to go back and listen to it. We have a whole. It's, I don't listen it's to the fun. shows. You know that. No, I I listen to the shows. I'll go back. Hey guys, this is Michelle from Staten Island, and I just wanted to say, Sean Daly has a way with B O L O G N A. I know just how to whisper. And I know just how to cry I know just where to find the answers And I know just how to lie And we are back And uh, I cannot wait for air supply I bet you can't Russell Have you, uh, have you sealed the deal yet with this? No Oh, is that inappropriate, Steve? Inappropriate <laughs> No Inappropriate, thunk is that what it sounds like when you do it? Because it never well, sounds just, like that when I do it. It's just me making that noise. And they're like, could you please stop it? What are you talking about? It's like a metronome. It helps me get my rhythm down. 
Oh, Lordy, Steve. That's why the women love you and they think I'm, uh, I'm ridiculous, you know? You're funny. So will you be revealing this girl's... You know what? You guys should go out and come up with a really good nickname for her. Have you been calling her anything? Do you have a nickname yet? Yeah, I have a nickname, but I'm not telling you what it is. People want to know. Uh, they don't want to know yet. It's like a cliffhanger. Will you tell us next show? Maybe. maybe. Will I get to meet her? You're going to keep her away you from me, You could have met her last you? night if you'd gone to the Ruth Eckert Hall with me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, anyway, I'm really excited. The show is just is cranking. That Joe Elliott Def Leppard show I love. I love the Air Supply show. We got uh, John Hughes coming up, and you and I are different. I want it to be a celebration of laughter and fun, but you're going to be very somber. So we're going to have to fight about that. Yeah. It's going to be like the breakup episode all over again. <laughs> what? I can't wait I'll call we- Debbie Foreman in the middle I can't of wait till we break up. That's going to be awesome. Why would you say something like that? Because you're every woman in the world. Uh, I can't be happy up. now. Come on. That's mean. What's your name? Tell us. What's There's your no, name? I'm not Just telling you anything. It. No. Say it. No. Beulah. <laughs> hey, that's all we got. We think uh, Russell the Hitchcock. The three of us should go out sometime. Hey, guys, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll sit right in the middle of it at the movies. I've already told her stories about you. Waka waka. Yeah, you know what? You spew <laughs> web of lies with all the women. I know that. Don't even like. You totally do. Because you want to like, you know, keep me down. You're C-blocking me, baby. <laughs> you do it all the time. I don't even. This woman probably thinks I, I'm a monster. I'm going to tell Russell Hitchcock stories about you. <laughs> that guy, Sean. Uh, 18 children I'm happy for you I'm happy nah, for you Nah, it's all good right. It's all Wrap good Wrap it up Wrap it up Hey, I appreciate friend. Russell Hitchcock on the show If you're there April, tw- uh, August 21st at the Ritz Come and say hi to me uh, Maybe get you backstage and meet Russell uh, Oh my god We're going to have an orgy <laughs> no. Try this out Next time in the orgy Try this out <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's all we got for you this week Stay tuned for next week In the meantime We will remain here Firmly stuck in the 80s Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. I feel rutless. (laughs) You are without ruts. Sans ruts, as the French might say.